And do you know who she's married to? In real life? Yes. Hmm. Who's she married to in real life? Is it a British guy? I believe it's Sean Parker, the guy who Who's invented um, Napster. Really? I have to make sure. Cut this Holy out if I'm wrong. She seems young for that. Because my guess is he's in his mid-30s, late-30s at this point. Cut this out if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, I don't know if she'll have much of a career after this. Unless maybe she yeah. takes some acting lessons. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are a twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the Too Beautiful to Live radio show slash podcast. On Saturdays, we bring guests on to talk about their relationship with TBTL, play their favorite segment from TBTL history, and hash it over. You just got that one with Aiden McQuillan, king of the cat roll. But now it's Monday morning, and you'll get a full recap of last week's shows to tide you over until fresh TBL comes out later today. I can't do a show like this all by myself, so Jeremy Holmes, who is a handsome man, a very good-looking man, and a solid 8.5 in Everett. (laughs) He's close by to steer the ship, but as always, I'm joined on the air by the lovely Christy Wise. Hello, C. Wise. Hello. C. Wise. Yes. We have have a jam-packed show, as usual, but I'm going to try to keep the runtime um, down (laughs) as much as possible. Because uh, I know that's an issue for some people, but we are, we, we're going to get our last Green Grasshoppers update in Christie's Corner. I have a couple pieces of LRB business. Of course, the Week in Review, including the Clip of the Week, uh, which is Luke going big dog again. And, uh, of course, how to get involved with the show. So we're in Christie's Corner now. Christy, my experience with the Green Grasshoppers, I had mixed feelings about it. I really wanted to see Ellie play. I really enjoyed it. And I really was glad that she wanted to spend some time with me during the game. I mean, if she wanted to spend time with anyone during the game, I'm glad it was me. But I did miss a chance to see her play until afterwards when she was really smashing the balls that Jeremy was throwing to Mm -hmm. her. This week is the last game of the season. Yes. And did she play today? She did. She played. (sighs) Um, Jeremy taught her a little thing he learned from Friday Night Lights. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Um, she's right. been saying it nonstop. And then he explained to her what that meant. And so when she was starting to get a little, it was really hot here. 85 degrees oh, in yeah. Seattle is, mm-hmm. is terrible. And at, it it's was withering. Yeah. It was the height of the day. It was a long, hot day. And, uh, during the second time they were outfield, she had to take a little break. Um, uh, what does that consist of? Does she sit down? down does she in leave? the dugout. <laughs> oh, gotcha. And Mike, today you thought she had a lot of fans. The when you were here, there mm-hmm. were sixteen people here for her today. Holy moly! In what I'm calling dysfunction junction, because <laughs> it was <laughs> Jeremy's parents. They are always there. Uh-huh. Um, Jeremy's right. sister, her husband, mm-hmm. and the and the two nephews. Wait a minute. Her husband was there. Yes. Oh, okay. Good thing I wasn't there. I could have, there could have been some fireworks. <laughs> and then he doesn't like me. Just, just for everyone out there, he doesn't, he doesn't care for old clip club. <laughs> and then their uh, baby mama showed up. Wow. For almost the whole game. 
baby mama's wow. new boy. She hasn't been there in weeks, right? Right. And when she comes, it's usually and, the last 10 minutes of the game. Uh-huh. So she brought her new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Then her- Did pa- she stay for the whole game? She did. She did. So she was like trying to make a good impression on I guess the new you boyfriend. I guess you go out big, right? Yeah. I'm. Hey, I'm a real mom. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me. I'm okay. being a mom. Um, mm-hmm. Her parents were there. Um, wow. Oh, it gets better. Um. Her other sibling, uh, Ellie's siblings were there with their dad. So Jeez. Ellie's mom's actual husband, they're still married. She says they're not, but they're, they're actually still married. Um, so, and their two kids and his new girlfriend. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's more people than are going to the Mariners <laughs> right? games these, these days. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Man. So they were treated to Ellie playing most of the game. Most of the game. I did notice that when Mm. she decided to take a break and the more people that came over to talk to her, the worse it got. So I just kind of told everyone to leave her alone. Because if they Mm -hmm. started to say, oh, what's wrong? Then she kind of played up on it. Sure. But um, yeah, so she did pretty good. She smashed it out. Um, Really? I made sure to get the kids worked up and say this is the last time ever batting as a grasshopper ever in your life. <laughs> so you're not going to re-sign any of these players next year? You're going to let them all go to free agency? Ooh. There's a couple keepers I would I would That that kid that was playing first base last week, I really liked him. Yeah, yeah. He's a good one. Yeah. He 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 was almost OCD about touching that base. <laughs> and you can never touch the base enough. And I I would suggest telling him next year Touch the base and tag the people. Just right. He should just always be walking around tagging people and touching bases with the ball in his glove, <laughs> in case they ever want to call anybody out. I know maybe next year they start actually. I think they do, which just seems like a big out. jump that you go you go from one hour a week to now there's one practice and one game and they full keep score. That seems mm-hmm. like a pretty big jump in one season. Well, they go from clear eyes, full hearts. Nobody loses to clear eyes, full hearts. Half of the kids are going to be crying. <laughs> kids are going to be losers. So we we did a rematch with the Pirates, which was our first game. And this I remember the Pirates coach was a douche, and I thought maybe he was just excited. You know, first game amped mm-hmm. up. No, he was actually yelling at his players and saying, "Oh, I thought you wanted to play baseball. I guess you didn't want to." Who's, oh my God! These kids are four years old, three mm-hmm. and four years old. He was just terrible. Mm. I can't. Yeah, that's kind of out of line. Basically, the grasshoppers' favorite part of the game is when we say "Go grasshoppers," when we do the good game high fives at the end, and then snack time. Mm-hmm. Which I don't okay. blame them. So all it's all about the the extras, the sportsmanship, right. and the camaraderie, and the and the full belly. Right. No one can say the grasshoppers aren't good sportsmen. Mm-hmm. Good sportsmanship. That's good. So uh, I was talking with Jeremy earlier, and he said that they had their best practice and their best game of the season by far. I would say that's true. Good. And then so, I bought them all T-balls, like their own T-ball, so that they could, you know, the, they're like foam, you know, take mm-hmm. those home and, and practice. And um, I, I thought I was it was really cool that I – Came up with this idea, and the team next to us was giving out actual trophies. 
trophies. Little tiny trophies, but that <sighs> just made me feel kind of. I, I think there will be a show at some point in the future where it's just you talking about you talking about other other kids playing t-ball and me sighing for an hour and a half. <laughs> and trophies will be a big part of that. God. <laughs> trophies for three-year-olds who are not keeping score. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, uh anything else on the hoppers? I don't think so. It was a long 6-week season. <laughs> well, we'll keep an eye. We'll keep an eye on the owners' meetings in the off season and <laughs> the hot stove league, and you know, maybe maybe you guys will be moving some players and getting some in return. To me, it looked like um, it looked like the hitting. You need more hitting. Mm-hmm. You know, you're kind of like the Mariners. the The defense is not bad. The effort is there. The running is getting better. The base running that's actually better than the Mariners. The um, pitching is but, definitely but, better. Oh man, but um, but yeah, they they struggle a little bit at the plate, but that's because I didn't get a chance to see Ellie actually hit. So maybe she's the the slugger. She is. We'll we'll do little videos for you. Oh, cool. So, LRB business. A uh, lot of reaction. We're recording this on a Saturday night as we normally do, and we released the Aiden McQuillan uh, show this morning. And uh, there's 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 been a lot of positive reaction on Facebook. The 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 most reaction that I've been feeling is uh, Emily was listening to it this morning and she was so touched by Aiden and his love of Andrew Walsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was raining on her face Aww. almost the entire interview. I hope Andrew yeah. listens to it. I tagged him and said it was, it was, it was good for Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. And I got a call at work when she got to the end of the show <laughs> and she was dying laughing over uh, Aiden talking about how there was a blanket. Now, who was it? That, tell this story. Give the background on the story because it, it, it's an Easter egg on the Saturday episode. Uh, we, you were just setting up to talk to Aiden, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he was talking about someone coming into coming in and throwing up in their bed or around their bed. Yeah, who so was that person and what was the situation? They were on a cruise. And so that you know how on cruise ships you just have a really big room? Mm-hmm. And the four mm-hmm. of them were sharing this room and they just probably had one of those. Will, Will his wife and then Aiden and Bailey, yes. the son and daughter. Yes. And is Bailey younger than Aiden? Older. Or older. older. Okay. Yeah. And it seemed how he explained it was that there was a, a curtain that divided one room and making it into two. <laughs> sure. And she wasn't feeling good and she came in. And hurled everywhere. That was mom. Mom wasn't feeling. Mom good. wasn't feeling good, and I didn't okay, understand right. why he was telling me the story. So that's why I said, "Well, was was it on the bed? Did she throw up on the floor? Was it on you?" And then he said, "No, there was a curtain so that they could make love, <laughs> so that Will and his wife could make love in the in the in peace in the cabin." Yes. Right. Okay. Well, that was great. So she called me and and was laughing hysterically over that. And uh and yeah, honestly, I mean it was kind of touching how much he how earnest he is, how much he loves Andrew. Um I mean, really a great episode. Congratulations on that interview. I'm I'm so glad I wasn't a part of it because it was so good I could have only ruined it. And and everyone busting out laughing a few times <laughs> was terrific. Oh. Although, I mean, 
Jeremy needs to mute himself, though. He, he I mean, I don't want to hear him. So, <laughs> and if you, I mean, I think there was probably two hours of tape. He had to make some decisions to cut some out, mm-hmm. but there was some gems in there. Right. Well, I'm, I'm sure he can sprinkle those, them in, you know, as needed. But we got a good nailed it from him. So mm-hmm. great job by Aiden. Um, and, and yeah, if you haven't listened to that, if you're not a listener to the Saturday show, if you're more of a weekend review person, this one is worth it because he talks about the cat role that he pulled on Andrew on the plane and, you know, just any, any sort of, uh, he sort of, uh, trolled us with his love of dream catcher. So. <laughs> <clears throat> that, that made me a little mad, but that's all right. It, it's good for me to get mad once in a while. Um, so the, the last piece of LRB business is, and we talked about it on, on the Saturday show is there's going to be another meetup up north. And I get the feeling, Christy, there, the, the north is strong up there. I think it's going to be even bigger than the last meetup we had because the last one we had was just two days after a TBTL thing. True. So, you know, people ha- were trying to get out of two nights with their family to come do this. Mm-hmm. But if it's just an LRB thing and it's just one night and isolated, I think it's going to be huge, especially with pretty ladies like you and Maggie and Dana hosting. <laughs> Who wouldn't go to that? What kind of an idiot? What kind of an idiot would not go to that? I don't see. Know. We don't have the, we can't, we don't have the Frizzell bump to get us up there. <laughs> right. That's just embarrassing. A Frizzell bump. Yeah. No, that's not even I think a thing. You can take penicillin <clears throat> for, um, Frizzell bumps. <laughs> yeah. Oof. You can take some frizzies, some anti anti frizz, some frizz control. There's a lot of hurtful products in the hair section for me. A lot of hurtful products. At least you have you have hair. To Jeremy, all the hair products are hurtful. Yeah, that's true. It's just a big section a of the store attack. that just screams it's loser. On him. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anything else before we do the weekend review? I don't think so. Let's do this. All right. I think it was a pretty interesting week. And um, I want to go as quickly as we can because I I feel like we've been giving Thursday and Friday short shrift because of time. But but there's a lot to unpack. So on Monday, 1872, do you even cab, bro? Uh, The guys are back in their spots. Luke is is, – I think he was in his office. In, in the post office in Port Townsend. Andrew was in his, his office with the encroaching, uh, lawn crew. And, you know, it, it felt good. It felt right. But, you know, the last week was fun. When they do the stuff and they go out, it's, it's kind of fun. And that kind of led to the reason, <laughs> the reason it was especially fun that they'd done the previous Friday show at Pike Place Market <clears throat> was afterwards. The cab controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke has not gone big dog in a while. And if, if you're a pretty new listener, Luke going big dog is kind of a, it's a combination of, uh, like seeing red, a pure, pure anger and wanting to fight. And sometimes there's a little bit of, do you know who I am sprinkled in? Mm-hmm. And that's when it happens, like at the radio station or something like that. Yeah. But this was just more of a, um, he was angry because he thought Andrew was mistreated. So uh, this is our clip of the week. So instead of me rambling on, let's just play that. Oh, man. Speaking of battle scenes, Andrew. Uh-oh. I got into some bad, bad old habits on Friday. 
Well, and, last time I saw you on Friday was the one of the weirdest goodbye. I didn't even say goodbye to you or Carrie. I, I have no idea when I'm going to see you guys again. Do you remember that? And all of a sudden you're just like, there's a cab. Get it. And so I ran out in the middle yep. of the street and grabbed a cab and stole it from some tourists. And they yelled at me, asshole, as I drove by. Oh, I didn't know you heard him say asshole. Yeah. I was actually kind of interested in hearing your perspective on what the hell happened because I was kind of flustered. But anyway. So we, we, had, we had finished recording the show. Uh, we had then – you had uh, uploaded it to the internet. So now it was available for the world to hear. And you were – as always, the whole production was running kind of behind. So you needed to get to your next spot. And so we were – and like your phone was dead, so you couldn't call Uber, and so there was a whole bunch of like you know sort of challenging circumstances. We're in Pike Place Market at like what four thirty on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. So it's like super busy with. It's a beautiful Friday as well. Super busy with people, and like a cab came by that you almost got, but somebody jumped in it, and then another cab came by, and um, we were like up a kind of steep hill from the cab, but I was like, get that cab, run. So you did, and then do you want to explain what happened from your perspective next? Yeah, because I actually really do need you to fill in the blanks. It was strange, too, because I felt like there, one thing you can say about Pike Place Market at that time on a Friday is there are tons of cabs. So I wasn't actually even feeling tons of pressure to grab that one, but it seemed like you felt a lot of pressure See, I didn't think me. there would be tons of cabs. I felt that, you know, like not unlike when you're in New York, and if you're in Manhattan at – Five o'clock on a Friday. Now, granted, there are a lot of cabs, but there are a lot of people needing cabs. So mm-hmm. my fear was – and I was starting to feel stressed for you just like getting to your next appointment. Really. I was acting very stressed out. about. I was worried yeah. that, you, that like, yeah, there are, there are cabs about, but they're all full of people. Like, so mm-hmm. I, when I saw what I thought was an, an opportunity for you, I was like, jump on it. I think what you said was jump on it. Yes. You said it like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, and I was kind of the, – the, then I just sort of jumped into action. I almost felt like a kid again. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, I got to grab that. And so like it didn't even occur to me that I wasn't even going to be seeing you or Carrie anymore. So I'm just suddenly now running towards this cab, which I yell, hey, to stop the cab. You're trying to whistle. I can't whistle. Then I just yell, hey, I'm stop. yelling at Carrie to whistle oh. because Carrie <laughs> has a really – she has a super loud like you know like coach whistle mm-hmm, that she mm-hmm. can do. That's great. But, but then of course in this one moment she couldn't muster the whistle, and I can't do that. I don't know how to. I can make a loon sound like this. That's a good way to call a cab. That's a good way to call a loon. <laughs> yeah, a loon cab. Yeah, but sense. um, so I was like, I was like elbowing Carrie, like whistle, do your loud whistle, and she was like, I can't. God damn it, it's broken. So you're like jogging towards the cab, hollering at it. So I just give it one of those, hey, you know, one of those guttural, hey. And so the cab is about to be pulling, is about to be, the cab is about to be pulling into a, um, right into this weird kind of three or four way weird intersection. And then it just stops. There's traffic behind it. There's pedestrians all over the place. It hears me yell or he hears me yell. And so he just stops his cab in the middle of the dang intersection. So now I'm like. I'm all of a sudden like very feeling a lot of pressure because there's all these cars behind him. And so I start running towards a cab and then I realize that there's these tourists across the street and they were trying to hail the cab too. And I don't want to steal anybody's cab. So then I, 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 I'm almost to the cab at this point. So I turn to them. I'm like, is this yours? And they're like yelling a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of them yelling at once. And it seems like they're yelling at the cabbie in an angry way. So I say, is this yours? And I point at the car. And then the cabbie yells from inside. He's like, no, they're not mine. Get in here. So I'm like, all right. So I just get in there. I just wanted to get him out of the damn intersection, honestly. That's why I'm feeling pressure at this point. So then I get in the car. He starts driving right away. And as the and then as I pass this family, my window's down. They're just like, the one guy yells, asshole. And I just looked at him like kind of like, 
Because I actually felt bad. I mean, there are times I actually act like an asshole on the road, as we've discussed, and so I deserve it. But in this case, I was like, I'm sorry. I think I – I don't think I said I'm sorry, but I was just like, what's going on? I think I yelled at them as I drove by. I just – nobody likes <laughs> being called an asshole, but I also wasn't – I guess I deserved it. What did it all look like from your perspective? It's it's pretty much as you describe it. I mean, you you got to the cab, and then these people on the street – were you know down the street from you were kind of like hey we've been waiting as if there's you know like oh i'm sorry you've been waiting longer well then i guess you get the cab that's not really how it works it's who the cabbie sees and who he motions over or she motions over to the car mm-hmm. really i know the frustration of waiting for a cab on one corner and having a cab come up the street and someone grab it midway up the street like before it gets to you well that's just the brakes you should find a different place to stand mm-hmm. it's not like that person stole the cab from you it's that that person got in the cab in the place they got in the cab that's just the law of the jungle but if so, they had I, but if they had already made eye contact with them the cab was coming over to pick them up and then i was just slightly easier um the, well that would have already in the sense because of, he could have well they were over at a stop sign so he yeah. actually if he were trying to go with the simplest thing, he would have just pulled over to them. I think what happened was he didn't see them there. They were in a thicket of people, mm-hmm. and he saw you, and he said, you know, okay. He picked you up as a fare essentially, and so then whatever anybody else says at that is sort of moot after that. Okay, so you think I was in the right, huh? I, I thought for sure you were going to kind of laugh at me and say that was no, a weird not only, thing. No, not only were you in the right, but also you said to them, hey, is this your cab? Do you want it? You gave them the opportunity to have the cab. I was watching all of this mm, happen. Mm. And so – because now at this point, Carrie and I are getting closer to the cab. Now we're crossing the street over towards where all these people are. And you're trying to let them get in the cab. And I'm, of course, my thinking is like, don't do it, Walt. <laughs> get in the cab and get the hell out of here. <laughs> but you're being Andrew and being really nice and saying, hey, do you want the cab? And then they're just standing there for a while and then like they're not getting the cab. They're not taking you up on the offer. So you get in the cab and then as you're going by – this doofus yells asshole to you and not only do you not like having someone yell asshole at you, I really don't like someone yelling asshole at my friend who is <laughs> not an asshole. So did you go and um, get into a fight with those folks? Is that the is, in, that is that the old I didn't bad get behavior? into a physical I didn't get into a physical confrontation. But I told I I'm not I'm laughing a little bit, but I'm actually I'm actually I'm pretty embarrassed of my behavior because that was not cool of that guy to say. But as Carrie explained to me later, let that guy be the jerk who said something that he shouldn't have said. Don't come over the top and then you're the jerk because I basically said, hey, that's my friend and he's not an asshole and I'll motherfucking drop you. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. When you uh, when you said you slid in some old behavior on Friday, I thought you were going to talk about going to Goldie's or something like that. No. And I felt bad yelling at people that I will beat them up on the street. So my, I was trying to interject my little cab story before the timeline got too far down the line. I had no idea that it was actually related to that. So yeah. this whole thing that you want to talk about, your old ba- bad behavior, really did happen the second I left. Yeah. You yeah. you were kind of far away from those guys. So you no, no, walked – I, 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 Somehow I we closed we closed enough ground on the situation that when he yelled asshole at you, I was like I was coming across the street towards him and I was like I just had this moment of like fury because it felt so uncalled for to me because you had asked them again if they wanted the cab. I know you, you're the least asshole person I know probably on the planet. Like I just really inf- – also I had had like two drinks during the recording of the show oh, yeah. and that's – it is not I'm sure um, 
not that's not unrelated to this. I think I was probably slightly buzzed, and so this you know this anger that I felt, this kind of indignation that like my friend was being accused of something he didn't do by this guy who was just one of these like shaved head Oakley blades, just d bags. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like just. Just like the, the, just he just he's the kind of guy who yells asshole at people for for no reason. He was a now, tourist. He just looked guy. like you're kind of like yeah, you know, and a you know guy from yes any state USA coming to visit the most exactly. touristy place. And it's a state Seattle. where they and it's a state where they don't have cabs. I mean, right. really, this was the other yeah. thing. My brain was writing. It's amazing how fast your brain can write a story about something yeah. in the moment. So the story my brain was writing was: you guys don't live somewhere where there are cabs. If you did. You would understand that what my friend did was not a jerk move and that you don't have some inalienable right to cab service because you've been standing there for a while. That's not how cabs work, bro. Do you even cab, bro? (laughs) Christy, do you think Luke was in the right? I mean, I I kind of think he was – his heart was in the right Mm -hmm. place, but – but it it sounds to me like he'd had a couple pops and was ready to fight. I think it was really sweet, um, but it escalated the situation possibly to something that, or it could have, it could have escalated the situation to a point that he would be very regretful of. So I don't, I don't know. What do you think? Well, it's kind of ridiculous, really. I mean... I can see saying something to someone like, um, dude asked you if, if you were still, if he was stealing your cab and offered it to you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, please. That's on let, you. Let it, right. let it rest. But, you know, to say you're going to drop someone, you know, that's a, it was a little excessive and he knows it. He's, I think he feels genuinely bad about it, especially because it happened in front of Carrie. And I mean, I had a moment somewhat like this about, three or four months ago. And, you know, Emily still makes fun of me oh, in tell front the story. of her family about it. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, we were going out to this uh, brunch spot and usually Emily drives to brunch because she's going to have a drink and I'm not. Mm-hmm. And then I drive home. So w- this is one of the only streets in all of Austin that has a back in angle parking on the street. <clears throat> so we, we see a spot right in front of the restaurant and Emily's driving and she pulls just ahead of the spot, has the signal on and goes to back up into the spot. And someone pulls up right behind her and starts honking at her to go to move. And she's, she's holding her ground. She's not going to leave, but she's not really going to do anything. I mean, she's just going to wait for this. It turned out it was a woman to back up. Um, after the second honk, I jumped out of the car and I started walking toward her car and gesturing wildly, like 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 a pushing motion, mm-hmm. but like overhand. And and I said, "Back up, back the fuck up." And the lady, she she followed my orders. She backed the fuck up, and I mean, I was screaming. I'm not going to do it now because there's people in the house, but. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So Emily takes the spot and while she's taking, she takes the spot and then she just sits in the car because she, you know, she's mortified by my behavior. (laughs) Meanwhile, the shop, there's like two shop owners that have, have stores next to this restaurant and they both come out 
and uh, and they see what happens, and 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 they're like shaking my hand and patting me on the back, saying, "Good for you." This happens like ten times a day. These idiots honk at people trying to park, and so I'm getting celebrated. But but meanwhile, I know the person whose opinion really matters <laughs> is not, not as happy with my behavior. Did you get and something yeah, free? Uh, no, oh. no, no, no. These these guys are like they run these like curio and antique shops yeah. or whatever you know the the restaurant is up like two levels you have to climb steps so nobody from the restaurant witnessed my meltdown uh but but yeah it was uh that was probably the most tense brunch i've had with emily in <laughs> quite some time and now she makes fun of you for it yeah of course i deserve it but well, but in the moment i was like i i think i was a little protective of her but it was more just just that lady was wrong mm-hmm. and she was being a dick. Right. And so I said, this dickery will not stand. Back the fuck up. <laughs> I was proud of Emily for not driving, you know, she goes, oh, well, I'm just going to keep driving. Which is what I would do. But, yeah, which is what a lot of people <laughs> would do. But she was like, no, she wasn't going to back into the lady, but she wasn't going to move an inch. So anyway, uh, <laughs> um, the uh the nose um the nasal spray thing um do you have any experience with that cuz i do no i don't so they were talking about um it's not addiction it's it's uh dependency mm-hmm. and that that is true <clears throat> i got addicted or sorry dependent on that stuff one time uh when i was a fugitive i started using it and the shit works so great but what it does is, is it makes your nasal passages just stop working and they just go, Oh, well, if you're just going to fire this spray in here, I guess we don't have to ever return ourselves to normal <laughs> status. So it happens really quickly. And then I think I was on that stuff for like three months when I turned myself in. And that, that was one reason the first night in jail was so bad. Uh, not only because I was in a uh, terrible old timey immigration jail cell that was just about to be condemned, but I couldn't breathe. And why do they sell this stuff, especially over the counter? I don't know. I don't know. Do they still sell the real good stuff? I don't know the difference between good and bad stuff or Hmm. good and. Well, there's, there's saline spray, which is, you know, might as, you might as well just fire five bucks into the toilet and flush it. But the, the chemical stuff, works fantastic but i don't know if the dependency problem has led for has led it to be taken off the market or not but um but yeah it it is totally totally a dependency thing with that i've never experienced an over the counter drug that you get more dependent on than that hmm. um let's see what else what else for monday um the my favorite story from Monday was the uh, FIFA official, Jack Warner, mm-hmm. who was, uh, he started his own TV channel so that he could hold up an article from The Onion, <laughs> which he took seriously. And what that made me think, I felt kind of bad for him. Like, you know how like rappers and athletes and rock stars, they have groups full of yes men. So that, like, I don't think Axl Rose heard the word no for 25 yeah. years. That's and pretty it's ruinous. To a person, like, you need a no man. You need at least one person in your posse to go, oh, boy, that 10-minute video with the dolphins and you jumping underwater in your sneakers, 
this we can't do this. This is not going to happen. But that didn't happen for Axl Rose, and it didn't happen for Jack Warner. So he ends up, um, you know, quoting an Onion article, holding up an Onion article, <laughs> and it made me think. Not only do you need a no man, but you need at least one young staffer, like one person, one fairly hip person on your staff under twenty five that can just, just you know, you run everything by them. And they go, oh no, that's a parody. Don't yeah, don't do that. You know, it'd been so easy if that guy had ran that that thing that he did by anybody, you know, under the age of thirty, or they would have said, "Oh, uh, Jack, this is a mistake. You don't want to you don't want to use yeah. this as your backup for what you're saying." You know, in this huge, huge controversy, huge story. So that was um, the only other thing that I really wanted to make sure to talk about on Monday. What else did you have? Um, just place replacing or what would you call it repurposing brian williams um this was a long conversation that they had is Mm -hmm. this really necessary you mean they you think they should just let him go i don't know what i think um because i have so many feelings on this i mean he lied he I don't think he, I don't know if he's admitted to it, but I mean, there's a lot of evidence that he lied. Mm-hmm. Does it matter? Uh, I think it does. Because it's I think the news. it does. Um, yeah, I think I would be willing to forgive him if, if someone had dug up some lies that he told, like as a young reporter or he faked this or that. But by the time you arrive where he arrived, you have to know. That there's no way you're going to get away with this. It's so stupid mm-hmm. that that you don't deserve to work in journalism anymore. And you know he's an engaging guy, and he could probably do a great job in an entertainment role. But at this point, uh, I guess that's up to his pride uh, if if he's willing to. Because I don't even think he's credible enough to do like Dateline. Like yeah, I don't the, know. You know Le- I, I thought Lester idea- Holt and Keith Morrison are legitimate journalists, even though the 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 material is salacious. At least you know you don't look at Keith Morrison and go, "I wonder if that guy's telling the truth." You know, you don't you don't do that. But with Brian Williams, you're always going to be like, especially right. if he starts talking about himself in any way. You're like, Ugh, yeah, bunch of bullshit, lie. right? That's yeah. true. He has no credibility anymore. But what I I liked the idea of him doing kind of a David Letterman esque type thing. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I see him um like uh it used to be uh, what's the what's the guy oh uh, D- Carson Daly. You know, a one-on-one interview mm-hmm. type show, a half-hour show. I mean, he's Cuz he's an interesting guy, he's a smart guy, he can engage, great he can interview. He has a great voice. Maybe he should just do voiceovers. Yeah. He's a damn good-looking yes. guy. I get lost in his eyes. I'm not going to lie. Yes. I'd believe his lies, you know. I, I'd fall for him all right. over again. We have that kind of abusive relationship. Uh, anything else on Monday? Nope. All right. Tuesday, 1873, Tango and Resentment. Uh, I don't have a lot. I, I have notes, and I wrote down Dreamcatcher, mm-hmm. which makes me mad just to look at. <laughs> but but I don't remember what they did with Dreamcatcher. Was it Dream Court? Do you, do I, you have any recollection of this? I don't remember. Like we said... On Saturday show, <laughs> this, the song we know the song plays. We get a little right. angry, like a good 
your heart uh, heart rate goes up a little bit, and then yep. you start listening again when they talk about something else. Right, and, and Emily made a good point about this about Dreamcatcher today. She said that it's kind of like um, the remember when they for a little while they did birthday shoutouts. Yes, it's just a way to shout out to the listeners, and it's completely unmemorable content. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, that made me a l- soften a little bit toward it, you know, cause I know Luke liked the birthday thing. Jen hated it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jen also hated taking calls. Um, th- these are things that I agree with Jen about, um, just there's no reason for this stuff, <clears throat> but, but yeah, I mean, if it's just a way to get shout outs, if they just, just rush through it, just please just go quickly through it. <laughs> but, uh, shoot. So Nora Dunn, they're still talking about Nora Dunn. This do you think it's her? I, I not only think it's her, but I don't care. Nora Dunn. She was a very unremarkable cast member of SNL. Why Why are they obsessed over this? She, can you name one character that she did? I honestly don't remember what she looks like. So if I remembered what she looks like, I could probably name some. Maybe. Is Maybe. the reason they're talking about this because I, I, uh, kind of tune it out because it is so much. Um, is it be- because she's following Andrew? Yeah. Okay. And they get a little bit obsessed about that. I, I think, um, it was later on in the week, but, uh, but Luke was talking about Andy Richter and how, how he's a little bit upset Andy Richter isn't following him back because Luke is making so many efforts mm-hmm. to make that happen. They they talk a lot about who follows them and doesn't follow them on Twitter. Uh, I don't worry too much about that. But the thing about the Nora Dunn deal is I think it would be a story, I guess, if she had like less than 100 followers and it would be a story if she had like 100,000 followers because, you know, obviously she's more, she's noteworthy enough to merit more than 100 and she's not noteworthy enough to merit 100,000. But the fact that she has like 200 some followers makes this fascinating somehow. I'm not fascinated. Yeah. She's tweeting about the Cubs. Okay. That's great. <laughs> Why are we talking about it? I don't know. Um, the promposal. This was an interesting discussion. Uh, have you ever been promposed or, or in any way like publicly, uh, proposed to? For a date or marriage or whatever? Um, no for a date because I have never really been on a date. Um, prom, I think my boyfriend at the time did something, but it wasn't these huge ordeal things. He was already your boyfriend though. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, because I feel that it's gotten ramped up to, people are trying to outdo each other to the point of it's more than a more a marriage proposal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Just for a date. And they're ramping up just asking for a date to like elaborate, like production levels. I, I think that it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, what it led to was Luke asking a question that we all have had for Andrew at one time or another, like what's his deal with marriage? What, you know, um, <clears throat> obviously he's not going to get married 
to Genevieve. Um, I just want to get in there and do a little probing because he seems genuinely upset about marriage. Like, is this something that came from his parents, you know, um, breakup? What is the, what is the source of it? Cause he, he seems so almost angry about marriage. I think, um, just living in a, a similar, I, I don't even want to compare the two, but I'm sure that they've, what they've been together 14 years, 15 years. Yeah. For four, 13 to 14 of those years, he's heard, why aren't you guys getting married? When are you going to get mm-hmm. married? When's the wedding? He's heard those things. I oh, think, so it's a defensiveness factor. I think that that's probably where the anger comes from. If you think that yeah. it, there's anger just boiling, because you have to you have to dig in at some point. You can't you can't respond to it with like, uh, just don't you know? It's, maybe it's not for me. You have to dig in because people because at that point you've been together so long, people assume well there has to be you know a solidly entrenched reason. Right. Yeah. I I think that. Him and Genevieve have the same feelings on it. And I think that it's um, a feminist standpoint of Mm. um, how the institution of marriage, uh, the history of it and how it look. I mean, just in, you know, the typical wedding ceremony, you say man and wife. So, so the male gets Mm -hmm. to still be a man and he can do whatever he wants, but but the woman (laughs) has a title now and she's a wife. So, I mean, just all of the, all of the traditions for weddings and marriage are very patriarchal and pretty terrible. Um, mm-hmm. So hating that, I totally understand that okay. situation. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. That what, what I guess, I guess what I'm coming at it with and why, why I get, I don't know, I, my hackles aren't up, but I'm like, wow, he, you know, he's really passionate about something that's not, you know, it's not personally, bothering him i mean he he doesn't have to do it but um as, as much as all that stuff is in place the thing is if you if you're married to someone who you feel is your equal um it's pretty great it's it's not it's 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 not you know 100% of the time you know a patriarchal thing going mm-hmm. on over here it's a, it's an equal partnership and it's it's fun and it's stable it's 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 something it's an anchor and it's i guess i guess i just like being married mm-hmm. and um i just i think their their attitudes are sort of hanging on to something that they don't have to be a part of i mean if if i'm not saying oh they should get married but if they ever did get married nothing would change for them except there are some financial benefits to it you know, and, and who knows if they'll get the psychological benefits of it. But, um, I know you had a pretty terrible marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had two pretty good ones. I mean, the first one broke up because I was a drug addict, but I enjoyed being married and I still love her and we're still friends. I just, I think if you, if you can get good at marriage, if you find the right person, you can get good at it and it's, it's better than being single or cohabitating, but I don't know. But why is it, soapbox on that. why is it different? So you're saying that in a, in a similar situation, a bizarro Andrew and Genevieve 
are married in the same world, same amount of time, mm-hmm. that they'd actually be happier. Uh, well, I, I don't think that I don't know if they'd be happier. I don't think they would be less happy. Okay. You know, I, yeah, I don't yeah. think because all these things that they're afraid of are not going to happen to them because they are them. But do you think that they're actually afraid of anything? Uh, no. Well, I, I guess I used the wrong word. All of all of the things that they abhor about marriage won't be present in their marriage because they respect each other right. and they are equals. Right. I could see and, that. And just because, I mean, even if you had to say man and wife, that, that's gone in a second. I have no idea what we said at our wedding. No idea. I don't care. Mm-hmm. We're married. I don't know. Yeah. I, I have a little bit of, um, issue with just, just, you know, Jeremy and I've been together almost two years. Um, and his cousin recently got married to someone he had known for six months and, Mm -hmm. in everybody in his family's eyes, that relationship is more legitimate than ours. So I take a lot of issue with that. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm certainly not judging them for, for not getting married or even being interested in being married. Uh, I just, I find it fascinating that two people that are are so enlightened mm-hmm. um can't use that enlightenment i, I don't know i don't want to get any further into it. i don't want any further into it. but but i i just want to say marriage can be pretty great and if if you're with the right person and and jeremy's not the right person so don't <laughs> do not marry jeremy okay okay he only wait if he for, puts wait up- for cullen <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm holding up. Is, I mean, as long as he did some kind of crazy promposal. Shit. <laughs> yeah. If I had done that and, and I did briefly consider doing something like that, uh, for Emily and I'm so mm-hmm. glad I didn't do it because she hates that stuff, hates it. And, uh, and I, I got to know her a little bit better before I proposed and I'm glad I did because I, I would have done something it it wasn't like a big show i was going to put on but it was a pretty stupid thing i was going to do but i never quite got to the leaping off point on it and that's andrew's point of view was you why do this big thing it should be a conversation because the the proposal is okay i'm proposed i i mean i still have issues with that part too right because it's it's the per one person, man or woman. I've known both people to do both, but saying, Hey, I want to get married to you. Are you ready? Where it should be a conversation that you mm-hmm. have, right? Yeah. 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 You should know. I mean, you can still go through the, go through the ceremony or, you know, the circumstance of, of asking, but I mean, you should have already had the discussion. You should already know what the answer is and what, you know, and what's right. going to happen. I think, but because that's a, that's a pretty big matzo ball hanging out there. Yeah. If you, if you're not a hundred percent sure, what kind of an idiot <laughs> ask someone to marry? Uh, okay. Uh, it's time for our Game of Thrones recap. Jonesen for a Thronesen. The big message I got from the guys recap this week was I think Luke hates Khaleesi worse than anyone he's ever seen on TV or in the movies. <laughs> he it really bothers him and I can see it. I mean, she I have not seen her the in anything else. The character the actress. 
The actress. Well, okay. I, I'm, I'm going on the actress. Okay. I haven't seen her in anything else. She's gorgeous. She's a pretty girl. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't seem to have more than like one and a half notes in her repertoire. She just doesn't. She she has the the back straight icy stare, and then and then the you know release the hounds. I mean, that's really all she has, and I'm I just can't I can't take her anymore. And and how dare she try to stop Tyrion from drinking? How dare she? <laughs> well, I it's so big a part of him. Let him drink. I like to call her the. Um, Betty Draper of of Westeros, mm. right? Don't you think they're similar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a wet blanket. It's tough. It's it's tough to watch her. It kind of takes me out of the moment. But um, the dumbest moment on this week's uh, Game of Thrones was this this many face deal. Oh, God <laughs> and oh, Christy, do you think do you think Arya's ready? I'm tired of that. Are, but is she ready? You don't or think she she's isn't? ready? Is she ready? What is she ready for? What's going to happen? I just need it to to be over. Yes or no? Just yeah. Are you going to kill some old guy who eats oysters? You know, because I'm not that into that. I don't really care. <laughs> what? This guy's been jipping people at the market. Now we're going to kill him with an oyster. And meanwhile, everything at the wall is jumping off. I mean, it seems like there's way more important things happening than some Arya getting revenge for some dude who got cheated on a bundle of bananas down at the market. Yeah. And I feel that. Oh, oh, Hey everyone. Hey, Hey, stop Chrissy. Um, what's amazing about this Jones and fur thrones and folks, if you haven't noticed, Christy watched the show. I did. She caught up. So we're actually talking about it. Yeah. I just feel with the Arya thing, because she's one of my favorite characters. This isn't my yeah, favorite storyline. Um, no, no. Is that next time they say, you're not ready, and they hit her or something, she should just go, <laughs> okay, cool. Can I can I get a boat somewhere? Because I'm tired of this place. <laughs> right. And her sister just found out she was alive when Reek spilled the beans that he roasted some farm kids instead of... Arya's brother and sister. Yes. So she, so um, Arya might might be wanted at this point to to go uh, rescue Sansa from uh, the Boltons. And so every time we see Arya, she's out. We're supposed to pretend she has a different face, right? <laughs> I guess. I guess. I mean, that's that's got to stop. And and what. What was crazy to me is people that thought that the old man was asking for vanilla on his oysters. I didn't hear that at all. He plainly asked for vinegar. Okay, Mike. I also heard vinegar, and I we have a clip so we can play it right now. Okay, thank God. Very nice. Give me four with vinegar. All right, so everyone, calm the f down. Well, I clearly heard says it vinegar with vinegar. I listened to it. 15 times minimum and <laughs> one out of every 15 times I heard vanilla. With vanilla. <laughs> that's a, that's a cool trick. That's like staring at one of those dot pictures and then something exactly. starts to appear. And it's just because of the inflection. Cause he says vinegar. With vanilla. Mm-hmm. And then vanilla. I can hear it, but uh, it's, it's vinegar for sure. With vanilla. 
and um, and vinegar is a thing that you serve with oysters. Vanilla is not, so th- no. there should not be any confusion here. Right, but I I started. Well, Jeremy actually. And did you see it. how much vanilla slash vinegar she poured on those oysters? If that were vanilla, the guy would be dead just from grossness. Right. <laughs> um, we started calling it the blue versus white dress, vinegar versus vanilla. Right, right, right. Except for except for. Only dummies heard vanilla. I'm sorry. That was mean. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> cut that out, Jeremy. <laughs> Don't cut it out. <laughs> um, so the the last thing that happened on Game of Thrones was like the last 20, 25 minutes was the battle. And I think you decided to catch up when I left your guys' place on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And we'd, we'd just done the recap, I think. I left your guys' place on Sunday night. I went back to my hotel and I jumped into Game of Thrones just when the battle was started or just when they landed and were trying to get the wildings to, to come with them. And then the battle started. <clears throat> and, you know, about 25 minutes later, I messaged you guys and go, holy shit, Game <laughs> of Thrones. And was that when you guys decided to catch up? Because Jeremy, I think Jeremy said something like, oh, now I have to find out what's I think going on. Jeremy caught up. I just finished watching it. I just caught up this week. I think I was finally... Was Jeremy ca- already caught up? Yes. Hmm. So all along, I could have been recapping with Jeremy. Yes. Yeah. He usually no is way caught up. that'll ever happen. <laughs> well, what did you think of the battle? Tell me your thoughts. Way too long. I felt it's a one-hour show. It felt like three hours of battle scenes. I don't understand mm-hmm. what's happening. What are these uh, skeleton-like things that are happening? Are they going to take over the earth? It felt a little bit like that terrible Brad Pitt movie. Um, oh, World Z is for Z zombies or, or something? Z, <laughs> right. World War Z. It, it felt uh-huh. exactly like that. I don't understand. Are they going to take over? You know what I mean? Is, is this done? Like, are we? Is this how they're going to end? Yeah. Yeah, the the only thing I remember from World War Z uh, from the trailer because I didn't see the movie was that they used stacks of bodies to mm-hmm. drop bodies on, and they kind of did that in Game of Thrones too. They they mm-hmm. climbed on dead bodies. The dead bodies climbed on dead bodies to go make more dead bodies. I mean, enough, enough of the zombies. I'm sorry. I, I hate to be a zombie buzzkill, but um, I've had enough. And no mass zombies. The reason I I have such bitterness toward World War Z is that the book was so good, mm-hmm. and the movie should was terrible and shouldn't have even been called World War Z. What if Zac Efron had been the lead <sighs> with his shirt off? The shirt whole off the movie. entire time. Shirt off the whole movie. Um, that and would he be never a, gets a scratch on him. That would be a whole different type of film for me. We would call that a spank bank extra. Um, Erotica. <laughs> um, the okay, I would like it a little bit more. I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't like it okay. for the book with its namesake. If it would have mm-hmm. been an okay movie for what it was, if they wouldn't have said that it was that it was based off that book. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've experienced movies like that too. Where like this would have been a decent movie. This is a B movie, mm-hmm. but um, but I've read the book and wow, you know, it falls drastically short. But um, the 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 battle, 
I sort of enjoyed it. I had some of the same problems that Andrew did as far as um, the direction of the scene. I mean, they spent so much money on it and it did look great. And it did, I mean, nothing has advanced the story like that battle has in a long time on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So it had all that going for it. But the direction of it bothered me because I, I, I don't think they took into account um, how we were trying. I mean, I was desperately trying to set the scene in my mind, like who's coming from where, how mm-hmm. fast are they coming, who's on what side of what wall. And are these the White Walkers? Does anyone know yeah, where they are? Yeah. Who they are? Yeah, it, it's it's almost like you needed like now with major sporting events, um, like Super Bowl or whatever. They they have entire other channels dedicated to, and they did did this with the national championship game in football, dedicated to like uh, analysts breaking down the play or the scene or whatever. I could have used I could have switched to another channel. and They could have gone. Well, you see, Jim, they got. These guys oh, yeah. jumping from the cliff over here, they're going to die when they hit. But these other blue-eyed motherfuckers are going to drop right on top of them. And, and, and they're just going to jump right up and, and start murdering people. Mm-hmm. But over here, these guys are just coming right through this wall. And for some reason, their hands can punch through wood. So they're going to do that. <laughs> they're going to get all their hands. You know, I mean, I could have used a lot of analysis for that. And I'm sure there's some available somewhere, you know, but I wanted it in real time. I wanted to be able to pause. Go over to the other channel and go. Okay, what the f- is going on here? <laughs> yeah, but but uh, you have to you have to admit, Christy. That I mean, when when Jon Snow was looking back and he's seeing all of you know his friends get murdered and then rise among the dead, that was pretty. That was pretty good, right? The last yes. few, last thirty seconds to a minute of it was pretty affecting. Why do you? I don't know what her name is, but. She basically sacrificed herself to these zombie so- uh, yeah, skeletons. Yeah. Why do we think she did that? Oh, she did it because she she got she got paralyzed with with um, sympathy um, when she because she was she was just slicing fools up. But then a bunch of kids showed up, and she has little kids, and the little kid zombies showed up, and and she couldn't kill them, so they jumped her and killed her. So because she has little kids, she couldn't kill little kids, she, zombies, and... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's what okay. they would have you believe, you know. Um, she, so, she's yeah, not she, tough enough to live in Westeros. <laughs> she was a much better fighter than the Sand Snakes. You have to admit that. True. No, she was a great <laughs> character. That's yeah, she was a upset. great, great character for like fifteen minutes. She was mm-hmm. fantastic, and you were like, "Oh man, I hope, I hope this happens. I mm-hmm. hope Jon Snow gets with her yes. because your greet was, your greet was disgusting. I, I don't, I was, the whole time he was with your greet, I was like, man, you're gonna hit a wild wildling, and this is the one you choose. She's terrible. <laughs> she's a nag. She's horrible. That accent. Now he find, yeah. Oh my god, I want to. So yeah, I was like, oh, finally he's gonna get with a kind of a cute wildling here someone I, I could really get into and then no but you know maybe she'll be a hot zombie who knows mm-hmm. i don't even know how that zombie sex works you know you might have to wear like a body condom or something i don't know it's all it's all above above my pay grade so <laughs> i don't know what's going on anything else on game of thrones is is this season still going do we have more of I this i think there's two more <sighs> no more are you tired of it I'm tired of it. Maybe because okay. I watched three episodes this week. Yeah, yeah. The, that's that's why. But 
Yeah. I'd like to see what happens with these zombies, I guess. Just because yeah, I coming. want that to be over. I really want to see um, Khaleesi with Tyrion because I love him. Right. So I, I'm really curious to see how that plays Talk out. about an acting mismatch of the century. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's so great. He's about a 10 and she's a zero. So they're like a five. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a easy pin. It's like a ten second wrestling pin. That acting matchup. The dragons are are better actors than she is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The dragons bring more emotion to a scene. They bring a bigger range. Um. So uh, now we'll move on to Wednesday, eighteen seventy four. Improvement opportunities. This, of course, was Luke was uh, absent. He had something to take care of, so he was not there. We never did get a story on that, so I assume it's something that we shouldn't be diving into. Tens, all right? So mm-hmm. let's not do any snooping. Um, but the his absence was our pleasure as we got to meet Stu, Stubot, mm-hmm. Steve Newman, Stewie he's Newman. so interesting. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's an interesting cat. He's really great on Twitter. If you aren't following him already, at Randball Stu. Um, wait, wait, wait. What's great. his name? Randball Stew. Oh, I thought you said something very different. Very different. What did you think I said? Rear end balls. Oh, no. No. Nope. <laughs> Randball Stew. He's funny. He's great. Um what was your what was your favorite part and then I'll tell you mine. I he's just Okay, so during the questions was my favorite part. That he would just answer him. He was very dry, but he's very funny. I guess. Yeah, and quick. Very yes. quick guy. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite part? Um, my favorite part, and this is something that Luke has almost completely been unsuccessful in doing with Andrew, is Stu guided Andrew through an entire segment about sports when they were talking about the Lloyd McClendon meltdown, the Mariner manager, Mariner's mm-hmm. manager. Um, Stu got Andrew through flawlessly. Like it totally sounded like Andrew knew what he was talking about during the whole, the whole thing. And what I credit that to is Stu seems a very astute baseball fan. I, I think he follows basketball as well, but, uh, what, what Stu was able to do in that segment that I really respected was he not only broke down the actual tantrum of Lloyd McClendon, who once he got thrown out of the game, he went around to each umpire and gave a piece of his mind. Um, the, the him getting thrown out and the tirade on its surface looked crazy because the call, which was what he thought should have been a uh, check swing strike three call on Alex Rodriguez which would have gotten them out of the inning. That call was not a terrible call. Alex Rodriguez didn't quite go around. So, I mean, the umpire actually made the correct call on that, but he was McClendon and Zanino, the catcher were already one inch from going nuts because the, like two batters previous, a guy had gone around, totally gone around and they would have been out of the inning at that point. And, and so they, they were, they were already nuts about that. And then the exact same type of situation came up and blew the game open for the Yankees. And that's when McClendon lost it. And that's probably if I'd been able to watch the game, 
I would have lost it as well. I'd be like, you know, can't we get something? Because it's so frustrating to be a Mariners fan right now because we're never going to score a run. So whenever <laughs> the other team scores a run, it's a fucking insurmountable lead. Right. Well, and especially so, with Alex Rodriguez, right? We still have so much right, hatred right, yeah. for him. Oh, yeah. We hate Alex Rodriguez. And to see him get the quote-unquote benefit of a bad call, which really wasn't, uh, it bothers us. So Stu was able to bring that all to the table because I, I think a novice baseball fan such as Andrew and like a lot of Mariners fans actually didn't really understand why McClendon went out of his effing mind mm-hmm. there. But there was a reason. And you know, part of it is he's going to be fired any minute. Oh, really? Well, also, I feel that the only job baseball managers have is... You mean Chiefs? Yeah, Chiefs. Baseball Chiefs. That they have, um, besides sitting in the dugout and eating stuff... um, (laughs) Eating? You think... Are they eating? Have you seen them? You mean like chewing seeds? Have you seen a thin... Felt. Oh no no manager. no no! Yeah, they're they're yeah they're not. They're thin, those... but I don't think they're eating during the game, right? Uh, Mike, come on. <laughs> you think they're not eating? I, I know Mark Sanchez ate a hot dog during a game once, but I I don't, yeah, I don't know about. I think McClendon. that they yeah, have just a but, back door but, that's the food from the vendors right there, and I think that they're. Yeah, but job... McClendon, McClendon, and and uh, and um. Chris Christie, both this last week, made me feel pretty good about yeah, my Yeah, exactly. Put that on your fridge for inspiration, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that baseball managers' jobs are to support their players psychologically because mm-hmm. they're not out there actually telling them anything to do, right? You have the right, pitching right. coach. In well, the- yeah. I mean, some of, them call, some of them call the pitches for certain pitchers. So you know, but mostly they But usually they only have to make about four or five decisions in a game. So they they sit there and they get the feel for it and he knew his his catcher getting thrown out, he had to make it's just like Lou Pinella, right? His famous mm-hmm. um fits that yeah. he would throw. That's what they're there yeah. for. They get the fans going. I mean, the Mariners fans were probably on their feet and more excited than they have been in years. Mm-hmm. And also, when McClendon was, you know, kind of running around the bases, that was the most any Mariner has been around the bases in a long time. Right. So it was pretty exciting to see a Mariner That's actually near a base. That's the most exercise he's base. gotten in years, too. <laughs> uh, That's yeah, why the first time he's had to take a shower. Yeah. So. <laughs> Although I did watch his one where he took the first base, which that was perfect. That was so great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a classic. Uh, Christy, you... Pulled a clip for us to honor Stubot. I did. You you found the clip from Saint Elmo's fire. Yes. Where where and this this was the origin of where he got his uh, Stu's nickname. Okay, let's play that. Well, Stu Newman. Oh please. Would you do it with Stewie Newman? Well. It's amazing to me that he hasn't fought back against that. I know. And, he went into the job. I say that as someone who who is. I've had some awful nicknames in my past, but but um, but I found that if you usually if you don't fight against it, it goes away. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. But I mean, I, he's not going by Stewie though. No. So I guess it. I guess it's okay. And Stew is a pretty good name. It's a solid it's a name. Solid name. What's your yeah. worst nickname? Boy, I don't want to. 
I can't talk about the worst one. Why um, not? But mm, it's a pretty dirty story. Okay. And, you know, Aiden's listening. And, you know, right. David Burbank, he's still underage, so yeah. he can't hear the story. So um, I would say the the one where my, my Drew McFrizz nickname came from was uh, – it came from Moose McFrizz. And that was a nickname that I got when I – Tore my quad. I was about 22, 21, 22 years old. And I tore my quad a couple times consecutively because I tried to come back and, and play ball too early with it. And, uh, I became typecast as the designated hitter type guy <laughs> because I, I kept getting hurt and I was putting on weight and, and they said, Oh, there's moose, you know, uh-huh. and, and my friend Dave said moose McFrizz and everyone started yelling moose McFrizz. And of course, I was DHing, you know, because I had the torn quad, I could still hit, and I'd just smash the ball and limp down to first, and someone would go out to first, and I'd mm-hmm. waddle into the dugout with my ever expanding cow catcher of a gut. And so that was hurtful. Yeah. Not the hurtful. most hurtful, but <laughs> which I will tell anybody in person, I'll tell the most hurtful. Okay. But I can't do it on the podcast. It's a family show. So. Okay. <laughs> um, I didn't have anything else for Wednesday, did you? Um my favorite was that there that we learned a little bit about infinite guest and and the setup and that there's actually three Steves that all work together and that mm-hmm. and that Stu has a chair between two Steves as he put it. And I feel like <laughs> that just needs to be a a podcast or a a YouTube torn video. between two Steves. Yeah. I ran like a fool. <laughs> so that's all I had about that. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, Stu, if you're listening, you're a delight. I hope you are on again Once soon. a month at least, I think. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, definitely a whole show with Andrew every time would be great because it was fun to hear Andrew in the big boy chair. Mm-hmm. Thursday, 1875, Luddites, Landlubbers, and Fools. Um, <laughs> what Andrew had a pride hangover and – I felt like I saw I saw this happening because I I started the podcast. I turned on the the Wednesday podcast late at night as I often do. I'll ask Emily, "Do you need anything else before I put on my headphones?" And then everyone's in bed and I put on the headphones and I, you know, get ready to listen and take a few notes. And I heard Stu was on there and I heard Andrew was was doing his thing as host and about 15 minutes in I sent Andrew a thing and said, "Nice job." Um, immediately writes back, like, did, did you, did you hear anything, any glitches, any, you Aww. know, like total Andrew, like mm-hmm. paranoia or whatever. So now I'm like, okay, well, I haven't listened to the whole thing. So now I've kind of got to keep throwing him right. a few <laughs> bones while I listen to the whole thing because I don't want to say, oh no, I didn't hear anything wrong, right. dude. And then if there have there something become really huge, bad. Yeah. right, no. right. And then I'm uh, McLiar pants. Yeah. Uh, so I listen to the whole thing and I'm, and I'm giving him little notes through, you know, encouragement or whatever. And, and he's uh, saying, Oh, so nervous about this. And, uh, I, I think it went well, but I'm not sure or whatever. And then to hear the next day that he was freaking the F out. I mean, it didn't surprise me at all, but he did a very solid job. Yeah. It's a great um, job. Uh, so yeah, he had a pride hangover in that, uh, he was nervous. Then he got good feedback, but then the next day he was like, "Ugh, what if people were just being nice or whatever?" So, 
Andrew, it, it was good. It was very um, good. Luke's cabbie in in Port Townsend. Very interesting guy. Had read one book in his life. It was a. It was uh. Was it The Hobbit? Yes. Or yeah, it was The Hobbit, and he loved it. But just that was it. I mean, <laughs> he didn't want to spoil books, right? You know, I read a good one. Let's. It's a walk off. You know. When you read the best um, book ever, no more, no reason to go on. What I thought was funny about this whole thing, though, Christy, was that cabbie's read one more book in his life than Luke has, it seems <laughs> to me. Well, the <laughs> cabbie actually Because every time it. they start talking about a book, Luke, Luke says, oh, yeah, I've never read. <laughs> well, also, Luke starts a lot of books. Yeah. He always well, is I think talking for his about- job, too. He has to skim a lot of books, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. So that cabbie has actually completed one more book than, <laughs> right, than Luke right. has. Yes. Right. Completely. He's gotten through it. Uh, the, the, I've been fascinated, just as Luke has been, with the Port Towns to Catch Can race with the non-motorized, uh, watercraft. Mm-hmm. Um, I read the article about it tonight. Uh, there is a $10,000 prize. Second prize is actually a set of steak knives, which I found what? funny. For I thought real? they were just joking, but it's true. Second prize set of steak knives. But what's missing is third prize is you're fired. And none of these people have jobs. So right. that's not going to affect any of them. So it's only a first and second prize that are going to affect okay, any Mike, of these people. I need who- to know for real if second prize is steak knives. It is. I'll send you the article. Okay, please do. Second prize is a set of steak knives. Um, what I would like to call this race is the taxpayer cup because I guarantee there will be hundreds of thousands of dollars spent fishing these people out of the water in the next. <laughs> is this the first six time it's happened? To eight weeks. I don't know. That, that part I didn't, I did not see. I just, I saw, I saw someone had highlighted the, the prizes. So that part I saw, but I, I, I don't know if this happened before. I assume it has because Luke's, Luke knew about it well in advance, but it seems like a terrible idea. I mean, those, that water is cold. Yeah. I, this is one of those where I had too many questions. And mm-hmm. the oh, question- Christy has questions. This <laughs> needs to be a segment. Christy has more questions. Because, okay, so one of the people Luke interviewed said something about any money that they raise will go to some some charity, right? Why? Mm-hmm. How would they raise money? Where is this money going to come know. from? And it's not the prize money because she said that they would split the prize money. Also, well, and and the thing the thing about the prize money too, though. Christy is it's $10,000 and they were talking to the father of some guys that yeah. were going, you know, on the, the slippery slope or the, the <laughs> musty nut or whatever, whatever they were. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the name, <laughs> some vaguely sexual sounding name, the soggy beavers. That's what it was. Um, the father of one or several of these guys was like, like, uh, I don't know how they're getting home. Basically they have to win. So that right. they can get home. And that's because getting like four or five guys back from Ketchikan, Alaska might, that's going to fucking, uh, after taxes, that's going to blow the whole thing. Yeah. And that, that was another one of my, so they, they go into this and they plan pretty well about getting the boat and making sure they have rations. I'm sure, um, mm-hmm. plan out 
this whole uh, what did it a week that it's going to take them? Yeah, but all they those didn't guys plan need a is way a home. giant jar of weed. That's all they need, and they'll be fine. Yeah. But they didn't plan a way home. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. they're going to make it that far. They no, they're going to get smart. fished out of the water by the Coast Guard, by the Canadian Coast Guard. And it's going to, I can't believe the Canadians are letting this happen because they're going to have to be helicoptering over mm-hmm. this whole thing mm-hmm. as, as all these dummies, because they're going to make it to Canada, Canadian waters. Right. Cause that's not but very far. That's when, <laughs> right. And that's when things are going to break down because you still have, you know, I don't know how many uh, thousand miles, 1500 miles of coastline to still make it up. Right. Never going to happen because it, these people sounded like rich white people. Oh, I'm just going to say for it. sure. <laughs> what other, college age kids can take a couple weeks off i mean during the summers of when i had college i had a full-time job throughout mm-hmm. college including the summer i couldn't afford these yeah if, if cullen if cullen was going to take off and and go down the go down the texas coast we'd be like um no no yeah. actually you're, you're gonna go to work so yeah. <laughs> sorry about that um the degunking. Uh, that tool, Emily looked up that degunking tool online. It looks really interesting. And I thought it was a good idea for, I, I, I think, was it Andrew who was talking about how, um, he's, he was renting and they sent over a plumber to degunk and the plumber left one of those tools for them to degunk themselves. Mm-hmm. Or it was, what was the maintenance, maintenance person or something? Mm-hmm. It was somebody who had a vested interest in not coming back. Right. <laughs> You know, and Emily says that the online reviews are good and that thing works. And we've had some horrific experiences here pulling up some stuff. Horrific. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we might be ready to try that thing. Yeah. So uh, this was in a shower, right? Yeah. Shower, shower drain. Oh, God. Yeah. There's shower nothing worse might than be shower worse. gunk. Nothing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Um, the loogie in the go cup, this, this was something that came up on the Stens page too. People don't seem to understand that it is a thing in other parts of the country where, where the servers will offer you to put your beverage in a go cup and refill it for you. A lot of time in the South, it's with iced tea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Which I this can is, co-sign this is, iced tea. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can keep it all day. It doesn't get flat. It's It's just tea. Mm-hmm. So this is something that happens in the South a lot because it's hot and you want, you know, you want to have a cold beverage to go. I, I've never taken servers up on it, but it is something that happens often here in Austin now. They will offer it and it's, it's kind of a thing to like, you know, it's their last chance to make an impression on you for a tip. But they had this, this couple who was suing chilies and, and the server and all that. <clears throat> um, it seems like they asked for it and then they got the, they got the loogie. In the cup, but I don't really have a position on it. I mean, it's just, I mean, restaurant, some, some restaurant people are the worst and mm-hmm. they're just going to do this stuff. And you're going to have a story like this every few months. But what was different about this story is people didn't seem to understand that this was a thing and that this, this couple wasn't being douchey by asking for it. Okay. It's a thing, you know, and, and if you're a server, you should be glad to do it because you're probably going to get an extra buck. I don't know. Yeah. See that? Um, I just think no one needs that much soda. Right, right. The soda thing, yeah. Yeah, but mostly down here it's iced tea. Okay. That's what they're talking about. Uh, Luke, this is just a throwaway line. Luke was wondering why the ferry 
toots the horn when they're coming into the dock, you know, because everybody can see the ferry mm-hmm. and everyone knows that the ferry's coming. But when I was a kid, because we had a, a cabin on Lopez Island in the San Juans, and and next to the ferry dock, there was this big, like, woodsy area that we'd just go out and play in. And we couldn't see the ferry or the dock or our car or anything like that. But when you heard the toot, you know you had to get back to the car. So <sighs> there... I'm solving another mystery here. There, uh, if that's not the reason for the toot, it may not even be the reason for the toot. That is the usefulness of the toot. Like, if you got kids that are playing or, or people that have wandered off and they're on the, walking on the beach or they're doing stuff, the toot lets you know, uh, you got about five minutes to get back to your car because they're going to be loading the ferry. Hmm. Uh, uh, the you're a gross person drop is now a mainstay, which I love. Um, it's the comedian uh, who had breast cancer. I can't think of her name Tig right Nataro. now. Tig Nataro. And I don't even really like her. I, I do like her comedy. She seems like kind of an unpleasant person. Okay. But her, the inflections that she has crack me the fuck up. <laughs> like that drop, um, it just, it, it speaks to me. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm fascinated with it. It's my current favorite. Is it because you're Did a you, gross Have you person? noticed them using that a lot? <laughs> you're a gross person. <laughs> I well, I uh, I would say no, but just look in my drains. Yeah. <laughs> um, an old man slams his SUV through a garage just for <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> that led to something on the stands I was looking at tonight. There was a woman who posted something about um, it was her fantasies about smashing stuff, and everyone's chiming in with these like irrational things they want to do and smash, you know, mm-hmm. throw things off balconies onto things. And I think, I think deep down there are a lot of people that we think about that, but mm-hmm. you know, society, we, we don't, we don't do it, Yeah, but it's fun to talk about. It is. What would be your uh, destruction fantasy? Um, it would have to, it would be something with a baseball bat. Okay. I would love to just, throw stuff up and hit it with a baseball bat over and over again. Because that was my favorite thing to do as a kid, get a piece of driftwood that fit really well with my hand and grab rocks and just knock them into the ocean. Maybe do the same thing at the grocery store. With, with heads. Like, <laughs> with heads of lettuce. Oh, or something. oh okay. Yeah. I'm you not talking about that. killing people. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm a lover. So. Mm, okay. Um, Andy Haynes. Now, now, now you can speak to this. You're the one who alerted me. Mm-hmm. The Andy Haynes' ex is the the new uh, coder on Carla. Yeah, from, Carla is her name. Carla mm-hmm. on uh, Silicon Valley. Yes, and how I realized um, this is, I had decided I wanted my hair to be cut like Carla's. I decided I needed mm-hmm. that, so I I was googling it. I saw the picture and I said, "I'm almost forty. <laughs> I'm not getting that haircut." Um, oh right. But then I realized. What, what, uh, that it was Alice Wetter, Wetterland? Alice Wetterland, I okay. think is her name. And I was like, oh man, that is Andy's ex wife. Mm hmm. Well, he does a great job getting comedy out of his angst mm-hmm. about that. Uh, he, um, he seems like a sort of a distant, aloof guy, but then he checks in with some really raw emotions. Mm hmm. It's a it's an interesting mix, and I think that that's what makes him funny is is you just you look at him and you hear him start talking and you go, oh well, here's here's some you know 
rich guy or whatever. And then he says something really raw and you're like, oh, this guy's real. And and he's hurting over some stuff. Yeah, he's pretty Which great. is interesting. He's oh. one of my, I would say, in my top 10 comedians. Yeah. Yeah. And he gave really good advice, I think, to the uh, – it was – um. It was a guy who had gotten a woman's uh, phone number, mm-hmm. said he was going to text her and he hadn't done it. And I don't know. I, I can't even remember what the advice was, but I was like, yeah, I would totally do that. Mm-hmm. Well, he, you know, so. Caleb had put that in the um, advice givers, TBTL is advice givers um, mm-hmm. thing. And uh, what I wanted to tell him is send a dick pic. And if you don't get a positive response, just say wrong number. But again, I've never been on a date, so I could be doing it wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, you you shouldn't be advice givers <laughs> at this at this thing. Uh, but it led to the story of Luke uh, talking about how he met Carrie at a wedding, mm-hmm. and um, I think he got a message from Carrie on Facebook, and then he just messaged her back and said, like, you know, what time do I pick you up for yeah. dinner or something? Mm-hmm. It was a very Mac move. Mm-hmm. And I admired it. It was, it was, it was solid. And I would definitely, if I were ever going to date again, I would just say, screw it. I'm just going to, you know, like, it's like closing a sale. Just like how many, how many Luke Burbanks can can I I put you down for? (laughs) What can I do to get you in a Burbank today? Right, right. I would, I would just swap out clip clop for Burbank. And and that's, that's how we do it. Um, anything else for Thursday? Okay, so. Friday, eighteen seventy six. Flapping our yaps. Phyllis was back, but before we get to that, the "You're a Gross Person" drop mm-hmm. got played a couple more times. I love it. I have something to say about Mister Beardwash. Ah, <laughs> uh, one of the great things about being a guy is you don't need this stuff. Um, it, bar of soap, maybe some shampoo, and you're straight. But what's happening is as, as men are, are, you know, we're getting less masculine, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. In this case, I think it's bad because we end up wasting our money on products, mm-hmm. you know. Now you know that, what it's like. Oh, God. I mean, the Emily shower has like 38 different things in it. Mine has three, <laughs> you know, and, and I thank God for that. I'm like, how much money am I not spending by just, oh, this washes this, this shaves that, and this brushes that? I was surprised you know? that Luke thinks that that Luke never thought to just use the same soap for everything. Yeah. yeah I was surprised too. But guys, why are we giving up this high ground? Why are, oh, as a cheap man, why, why? Just, it's, it's. First of all, it's not doing anything that your soap or your shampoo mm-hmm. or whatever right. isn't going to do. Second of all, if you have a woman, if you're, if you're just starting to date a woman and she, you know, you know, the old move where they open the medicine cabinet or peel back the shower curtain or whatever and you just take a look. Beard wash? No. But I'm not going out with a guy a second time if he has beard wash. But let's also remind the Wagoneers that you were once told. <laughs> That your beard smelled not so fresh. But you know what cured that? Shoot, soap. Taking a diligence, shower. Yes. No. A little, a little diligence and, and a little soap. So, and, and, and in between shower cleanings really was right. the key. 
you know, because I clean up pretty good in the shower, but, you know, by the end of the day, maybe you're not smelling your freshest Mm -hmm. because a lot of things have gone down in your beard. And I really resent, Jeremy has been pretty snarky about that. Uh, I really resent that because he has a beard, but is he just, it's a, it's a shadow. It's not a real (laughs) beard. There's never going to be any smells in that thing. So let's just, you know, let's keep our opinions to ourselves, Jeremy. Jesus. (laughs) That guy. All right. Um, Chateau. Say it. How do you say it? I've always said Chateau Saint Michel. Me too. And I don't even know if that's right, but it just seems like we're there now and that's where we should stay. And Emily even called it. She, she said, well, I'm sure they had a meeting Mm -hmm. and they told Luke he had to say Saint and he couldn't do it. And now he's just said, fuck it, fuck it. And he's just saying it. Well, I work in, the way right by it. this place. I think that it's mm-hmm. just kind of a one of those common things that people say around here, right? Mm-hmm. I've never yeah, heard it be um, called Saint Michelle. No, I haven't. I haven't either. So, but I think I think he, they put it to bed. I mean, there's like, yeah. oh, we're not even sure, but we're just gonna say it's Saint Michelle because that's the way we always said it, and that's fine. There's streets here in Austin that the pronunciation bears no. No resemblance to the actual words. So, hmm. I mean, if you can do it is for it a street name, you can certainly do it um, for a wine. Spanish. I don't. I don't know. I think. I think it's just more the residents were originally retarded. Okay. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Developmentally disabled. Mm-hmm. Um, what else on Friday? Oh, another thing. Emily pointed this out to me. Uh, Andrew started uh, hemming and hawing. He was. He was. He was bringing up some point to Luke. He started hemming and hawing, and and Emily saw it coming a mile away. Andrew was like fumbling for a joke. Okay. And Emily's called me on that a few times. She's she's like, she's like looking at me, and I'm I'm going blah 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 blah, and she's like, are are you about to tell a joke? <laughs> and it's so embarrassing because <laughs> you have to no, <laughs> I was not fumbling for a joke. And he got called out on that, and 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 even I got flush. Over that when he was, you know, he got called out on that. It just, it was PTSD for me mm-hmm. in my relationship. So although, although I love being married, I don't like being called out for, for making up jokes on the spot. Uh, Fletch, she talked about the LRB meetup. She did. That was great. Yeah. That was the first person on that show that, that, uh, that was at, at the meetup. And I guess she had a great time. And, um, I didn't even notice that she arrived late, but that whole night, I mean, it was like six hours we were there, but it seemed like two. Yeah. If, when gosh, she, she did bedtime. Right. She had to put the, yeah. put the kid to bed. Right. And then she came down, must have been like 11, 1130, mm-hmm. but it seemed to me like nine. Every, it seemed like everyone arrived at nine <laughs> because I couldn't differentiate, you know. Day drinking I, I does that. I was lost. I did not. I did not day drink that day. How dare you? <laughs> well, and then by, like she Marianne said, did. by midnight, Marianne was just done. Yeah. Poor girl. Mm-mm. Poor girl. Um, what I really liked was that, that the listener, and I don't even know the listener's name at this point. Maybe we can look it up. But the listener that came up with the way for them to end their Game of Thrones yes. segment. And that was no spoiler too long, no detail too wrong. Which captures their, and we have the, we suffer from the same thing, their inability to remember names and details yeah. and such. 
and and also the fact that they just go on and on and on. And this last week, I think the Game of Thrones thing was like forty five minutes. And that just um, summarizes TBTL as a whole. <laughs> right, right, because we're always yelling at the at the imaginary <laughs> radio. Yeah, like, oh my god, stop or my mom will shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I know uh, there was a lot of tens yelling, stop or my mom will shoot at Oh, the- God, yeah. Even I knew that. Yeah. And I, Me too. I wouldn't watch that movie with your dick. I mean, <laughs> sorry, with your eyes. So, I, and I was like, how could they be looking at an IMDb page and not see that? Right. It's right there. Um, the The last thing of the week that I wanted to make sure we talked about was that ridiculous – Kickstarter video for the water drinking app. The, the water, I think it's a water bottle that like mm-hmm. beeps at mm-hmm. you when you need to drink more water. Um, there's a, there's technology that's been around for thousands of years that lets you know when to drink more water and it's thirst. And I love when she said, there is nothing on the market that can track water <laughs> and and Andrew never solidified it, but he started a couple times of, you just keep track of it. <laughs> you, you do a, wait, like a you little mean that, that measuring cup that I have in my in, in in my cabinet that that can track water that tells me how many ounces or cups. Well, or yeah, whatever. and you I just, can't believe it. You have a water bottle. You know how much it goes into it, and then you make yeah. you know a prison style hash mark every time you drink one. Right. Nothing it was on the, the market. Dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Yet, yet because it's new technology, color Luke intrigued. Well, and I, I was first listening. I thought, oh, that would be kind of cool. And then I just realized the first thing I would do is disable the thing that beeps at me. <laughs> so basically, it's just a <laughs> <Right>. water bottle. <laughs> yeah, you got a water bottle for probably fifty to sixty dollars. I don't need something else nagging at me. Is what I don't need. Yeah. I got you. I hear you. Uh, anything else for the week in review? Um, my favorite new segment is, I don't know if they have a name for it. I don't remember is what Luke is missing on Facebook. Oh, right. Yeah. That is great. I really like that. That, is great. that Andrew kind of sums that up. So yeah. That's good. where they got the, uh, the no spoiler too long. Or, you know, yes. That, yeah. Cause, uh, cause that was, that was happening on Facebook. So yeah, that needs to keep happening. And I, I think as long as that's happening, I think Luke should stay off. If it's not, he needs to get back on because there's too much happening there. Well, also I think Luke is really good. He's very much like a politician in that before um, events or meetups, I could tell he would just kind of do a once over on a bunch of, of the tents because mm-hmm. he would just drop random knowledge that you only knew from Facebook, which is good, right? right? That he puts mm-hmm. yeah. his face to the name and has a little bit of yeah. what they're, what's going on with them. And I think that's great. And he's going to lose that because he's basically yeah. blind to everything that's happening right now. Right, right. And yeah, he, I don't, he's letting the one part of it which is really a bad bothers part. Him. It is a bad part. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be some way to some, some, you know, the water drinking people should come up with an app that prevents yeah. you seeing, from There's seeing pictures of yourself no ever. There's literally no way to 
<laughs> There's nothing on the market that can make you not see bad things on Facebook. Yeah, and especially like pictures of yourself. Like if there were an app that there, didn't allow me to see pictures of myself, I would. There is. I would use there's it. a. There's a. There's would, a setting within Facebook. No, no, people- I'm talking. I'm I'm talking about like even on my own page, oh. like even <laughs> even in my own photos. Okay. Like okay. if I went to look at my own photo, they would say, "Nope." Well, maybe just you like an aria face where you just look like a different person. <laughs> right. All right. I'm I'm doling out oysters and vanilla. Um. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that exists. So, um, is that it for the week? I think so. All right, well, how to get involved, littleredbandwagon.com. That's the Sharpshooter Central. No, no, sorry. Our uh, email is littleredbandwagon.gmail.com. That's Sharpshooter Central. Littleredbandwagon.com is a place to come to give us love. And uh, you can get us on Facebook at either our page or TBTL page. We're always there. Personal Twitters, of course, Drew McFrizz, Kissy Eyes, K-I-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S. Show Twitter at LRB Podcast. Um, voicemail or text 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. Um, this week on Takedown Podcast, we, uh, had a Father's Day episode where Jeremy, Jeremy and I told good and bad stories about our fathers. Christy came on and talked about her father and how, um, he came out and how it was such a stress on their family's life. And also we had our, one of our show contributors, our best contributor who um, came on and his dad has recently come out, but not to him. So Christy gave him some advice and some great advice on how to handle that. So go to this week's takedown just came out today and you'll really enjoy it. I cried twice, maybe three times. I'm not sure. I think I missed it once and cried twice during this episode. I think so. you and Jeremy both did, right? I think Jeremy did cry a yeah. little bit. He's better at covering it up than me, Yeah. but, uh, but you know, He's an insecure man. I'm not. I got so. a little teary at the end. Oh, and then, at the Sarah story? Uh, yes. And then I had to mm-hmm. reflect it by saying, Mike, are you crying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice job. Nice job, you bully. <laughs> What's going on at Nerd Out Loud this week? Um, This week, we're going to record with DJ and how he nerds out about Chex Mix. Oh, the Chex Mix we had at the at the meetup. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, that's his jam. Jer- he's so serious about that Chex Mix. Yes. So we'll hear okay. all about it. That's great. You know, I bet he wanted to talk about cars. He did. He Jeremy, did. Shut it down. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about cars. We care about well, snacks. Talking about <laughs> cars on a podcast, unless you're what's that? What was that show? Car talk. Car talk. Yeah. There's really no reason, right? I mean, because yeah. you're going to talk about engine size and all this. No one cares. Right. And you're, you might be able to make us care over a period of time. Right. But if you only have an hour, you're not going to be no. able to do it. No. So, yeah, the checks mix. That's awesome. All right. Well, that's all I had, um, except for we just got in touch with David Burbank tonight, and he will be our guest on next Saturday's show. And he has... Uh, he has selected a, a very old, uh, clip from TBTL history, which is going to be great. David is a delight. He's been on TBTL before. <clears throat> I didn't get a chance to meet him at the game, which I feel bad about, but, uh, I immediately got in touch with him afterwards and he's going to do the show next week. So we already lined him up. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Um, and then 
this is your last chance to enter the t-shirt competition for the TBTL Mariners t-shirts. What time do we decide we're going to cut off the contest? Six o'clock tonight. Tonight? Six o'clock West Coast tonight. Tonight, yes. And Mm -hmm. so then the drawing will be then. And then you'll know. So enter by going to littleredbandwagon.com and fill out the contact us and you're instantly entered for the contest. And, and anybody who's already submitted, they're already entered and, um, we have four shirts, right? Yes. Okay. So there'll be multiple winners. This is, this is not a needle in a haystack. Uh, they're, they're a significant percentage of you. We'll walk away with shirts and we'll haggle over the sizes after yeah. <laughs> we pick our winners. Um, yeah, that, that, that's, that's it for me this week. I, you know, I, I thought it was an interesting week. The Aiden thing was amazing. Again, great job on that. Thanks. The, the great job goes to Aiden and Jeremy for the, for the editing of that. Ah, oh, Jeremy. I'm so tired <laughs> of hearing about Jeremy. <laughs> oh, Jeremy this, Jeremy that. God. If you love him so much, just marry him. <laughs> Kidding. I keep. He said as soon as he won't ruin my credit. Oh, see? See? He's just fronting there. Yeah, he's just fronting. He's tr- he's trying to say the right things. I know. Deep down. He's a dirtbag. Well, as soon as Colin's ready. Yeah, <laughs> Colin, Colin's getting ready. He's talking about having a girlfriend oh, okay. uh, last night. He, Yeah, he did a lot of talking about it. Um, about the kind of woman he's interested in. So, well, he has I'll, a job I'll, uh, now. I'll, I'll, yeah, he has it. He has a job. He's going to be a college graduate in a couple of years. He's he's quite the prospect. As I'll send you uh, the, the the requirements he was talking about for a girlfriend. Okay, please um, do. Later. As soon as he yeah, stops putting ranch dressing on his ranch dressing and ketchup on his <sighs> ketchup, then we can talk. His palate needs uh, to mature. It, yeah, that's going to be a big stumbling block uh, for. For any woman who's, yeah, yeah he, he, uh, yeah, he does not eat like a uh, an adult yet. No, it's a toddler. So until next time, this is the next party. <laughs> and Jen, I love you. We love you. We miss you. I hope the camera's not on because I'm taking my shirt off. Oh. <laughs> Let me lean in. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> nope, it's not on. <laughs> Thank God. It's a little magic mic up in here. Nailed it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cheddar Bay's on display. <laughs>